The Lord loves you so much, and He wants to feed you with spiritual food from heaven. Welcome to the Word of God. Please listen to the teaching carefully. God bless you. May the Lord bless you. I would like to invite you to listen to the teaching of the Word of God. I believe that this message will really encourage you and will really lift you up to the next level of your life. I love the truth of God. I love to learn what God wants to say in the Bible, so that I shall follow the truth and the truth to set me free and give me victory, and I can give glory to. The King of all kings. His name is the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us pray, Father. Thank you so much, Lord, that you will teach all of us here, Lord, and you will show us the truth, and we will follow your truth and practice what we learn from the Bible, Lord. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I would like to talk about the favor and the anointing. And a victory upon our life—a double portion of anointing and blessing. In the book of Second Kings, chapter two, verse nine, the Bible says, "When they came to the other side, Elijah said to Elisha, 'Tell me what I can do for you before I am taken away.' And Elisha replied, 'Please let me inherit a double share or a double portion of your spirit.'" And become your successors. I believe that you know this story. Elijah was a great prophet who did many amazing miracles and gave wonderful prophecies in his generation. One day, Elijah saw a young man named Elisha and told him to come and be his assistant to basically take care of him while he was serving the Lord. Elisha. Was from a wealthy family, and could have been too proud to take what seemed like a low-level position. But he recognized the favor, the anointing, and the blessing on Elijah's life. Normally, if a person come from a very rich family, that person doesn't want to be a servant, to wash dishes and clothes for the master. But Elisha respected the anointing. On the life of Elijah, for years he served Elijah with honor, faithfulness, faith, and love. And eventually he requested, "Can I have a double portion of Elijah's anointing?" And he received a double portion of Elijah's anointing. God answered his prayer or request, and you know, Elijah did twice as many miracles. What we learn from this story is that when we honor, when we serve, when we respect and give to somebody who has higher anointing and favor than us, the Lord can really open heaven and shower the blessing anointing upon our life. The Bible talk about the principle of sowing and reaping. Exodus chapter twenty-three verse ten say. Six years you shall sow your land and reap its yield. When you sow honor, you sow service, love, you sow finances or time and energy, and you shall reap from the Lord. You sow and you will reap. That is the biblical principle, and 
every Christian should understand this. Actually, there is one passage in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verses 1 to 6. Let me read and explain to you. It's an interesting passage of the scripture. Ecclesiastes 11, 1 to 6. Cast your bread upon the waters, for you will find it after many days. Wow. Logically, there's a water behind me, the river of the city named Ben. If you throw the bread upon the river here or the water, in the natural, that bread will sunk into the ground and you will never see it again or the river will push the bread away from you. But God say, in the supernatural way, you will find it again after many days. In other words, you reap what you sow. It seems like you giving something out and you will never see them again, but it will come back to you. Give a portion to seven, yes, even divide it to eight. For you know not what evil may come upon the earth. So you don't know the future. You should be generous, you honor, you serve, you give, and even give more than seven, go to eight. Because you don't know that one day in the future something bad may happen, but because you sow, God let you reap the victory, the power, the blessing and anointing in the time of hardships. Verse 3, if the clouds are full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. And if a tree falls toward the south or toward the north, in the place where the tree falls, there it will lie. This verse 3 tells us that you can see the natural law. You see the cloud, the rain come down, the tree falls, and you see the tree fall on the ground. So normally as a human being, we are controlled or dictated by the natural law. But we need to understand this. We are worshiping the supernatural God and He can do something more supernatural than we thought. The situation may look impossible, but in the power of God, in the hand of God, supernatural provision can come. Verse 4, He who observes the wind and waits for all conditions to be favorable will not sow, and he who regards the clouds will not reap. In the human level, in the natural, we look at the surrounding, we look at the nature, and we dare not do anything because we think that we're going to lose it. We are controlled and dictated by the nature. Verse 5, As you know not what is the way of the wind or how the spirit comes to the bones in the womb of a pregnant woman, even so you know not the work of God who does all. As a believer, we worship and serve the supernatural God. You sow in the natural, you think you are giving up something. But God, who knows how to put the baby in the womb of a pregnant woman, He knows how to perform miracles, can give you the blessing. You can reap the blessing from heaven. Verse 6, In the morning, sow your seed. In the evening, withhold not your hands, for you know not which shall prosper, whether this or that, or whether both alike will be good. In conclusion, from the book of Ecclesiastes here, is that we just trust God and sow the seed of goodness. 
We honor people. We love people. We help people. Serve people. Give money and give gifts to people, especially those who are more anointed and more successful than us, even to the poor too. But God say, you're gonna reap what is good into your life. In the New Testament, the Bible say the same thing in the book of Galatians, chapter six, verses six to ten. Let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are in. Of the household of faith, the Bible say that we should sow good things, sow in the spirit. What is in the Holy Spirit? Love, faith, generosity, kindness, service, also forgiveness. My brother and sister, from now on, we should sow into the kingdom. We should give service to people, give finances, gifts, love, time to people. Just like Elisha, he left his home and he honored Elijah. He gave service to Elijah, served him, and the Lord let him reap the double portion of favor and anointing later on. When you sow into someone with greater favor than you, you are going to reap some of that favor from the Lord. When you sow honor into that supervisor who is ahead of you. In the job, you're gonna receive honor from him and from the Lord. When you show respect into your colleague who is extremely talented, or you show friendship and encouragement into a person who is taking a new ground, God will let you reap the encouragement, the friendship, the success, the favor from heaven. God put these people there. Around you to bring you favor from heaven, but what you need to do is that you honor them, you serve them, you sow good things to them, you show love to them, bless them, you sow to all these people that God put around you. As you connect to them, new doors are going to open for you, and new talents are going to come out from you. The new talents will come upon you from heaven. And you're gonna be more successful. I would like to end this teaching by reading a story of a woman, a woman at Shunem. She sowed the blessing, the honor, the finances, the service to a man of God, Elisha, who got the double portion of anointing from Elijah. Look at what happened to her after she kept sowing, serving, and honoring the man of God named Elisha. Second Kings chapter four, eight to thirty-seven. One day, Elisha went to the town of Shunem. A wealthy woman lived there, and she urged him to come to her home for a meal. After that, whenever he passed that way, he would stop there for something to eat. You see, this woman at Shunem saw service and food and blessing to Elisha. 
She said to her husband, "I am sure this man who stops in from time to time is a holy man of God. Let us build a small room for him on the roof and furnish it with a bed, a table, a chair, and a lamp. Then he will have a place to stay whenever he comes by." You can see that she invests money now. She built a room. She bought furniture so that Elisha could rest in her home. Verse 11. One day, Elisha returned to Shunem, and he went up to this upper room to rest. He said to his servant Gehazi, "Tell the woman from Shunem I want to speak to her." When she appeared, Elisha said to Gehazi, "Tell her, we appreciate the kind concern." You have shown us. What can we do for you? Can we put in a good word for you to the king or to the commander of the army? No, she replied. My family takes good care of me. Later, Elisha asked Gehazi, "What can we do for her?" You see now, God worked in the heart of Elisha to bless this woman. In other words, the woman cannot reap what she sow supernaturally. Gehazi replied. She does not have a son, and her husband is an old man. Called her back again, Elisha told him. When the woman returned, Elisha said to her, as she stood in the doorway, "Next year, at this time, you will be holding a son in your arms." No, my lord, she cried. Oh, man of God, don't deceive me, and get my hopes up like that. But sure enough, the woman soon became pregnant. And at that time, the following year, she had a son, just as Elisha has said. You see, this woman at Shunem reaped the blessing; she could have a son because she saw the honor, the respect, the finances, the service to the man of God, Elisha. One day, verse 18, when her child was older, he went out to help his father, who was working. The harvesters suddenly he cried out, "My head hurts! My head hurts!" His father said to one of the servants, "Carry him home to his mother." So the servant took him home, and his mother held him on her lap. But around noon time, he died. She carried him up and laid him on the bed of the man of God. The mother put the son on the bed of Elisha and left him there. She sent a messenger. To her husband, and gave him the message: Send one of the servant and a donkey, so that I can hurry to the man of God and come right back. Why go today? He asked. It is neither a new moon festival nor a Sabbath. But she said it will be all right. So she confessed. She prophesied that everything will be fine. She spoke the positive word by faith. So she saddled the donkey and said to the servant, "Hurry! Don't slow down unless I tell you to." As she approached the man of God at Mount Carmel, Elisha saw her in the distance. He said to Gehazi, "Look, the woman from Shunem is coming. Run out to meet her and ask her: Is everything all right with you, your husband and your child?" Yes, the woman told Gehazi. Everything is fine. She prophesies again. She spoke positive, even though her son was dead. In verse 27, but when she came to the man of God at the mountain, she fell to the ground before him and caught 
hold of his feet. Gehazi began to push her away, but the man of God said, "Leave her alone. She is deeply troubled, but the Lord has not told me what it is." Then she said, "Did I ask you for a son, my lord? And did I say, 'Don't deceive me and get my hopes up'?" Then Elisha said to Gehazi, "Get ready to travel. Take my staff and go. Don't talk to anyone along the way." Go quickly and lay the staff on the child's face. But the boy's mother said, "As surely as the Lord lives, and as you yourself live, I won't go home unless you go with me." Initially, Elisha did not plan to go, but the mother begged him to go. So Elisha returned with her. Gehazi hurried on ahead and laid the staff on the child's face, but nothing happened. There was no sign of life. He returned to meet Elisha and told him the child is still dead. When Elisha arrived, the child was indeed dead, lying there on the prophet's bed. He went in alone and shut the door behind him and prayed to the Lord. Then he lay down on the child's body, placing his mouth on the child's mouth, his eyes on the child's eyes, and his hands on the child's hands. And as he stretched out on him. The child's body began to grow warm again. Elisha got up, walked back and forth across the room once, and then stretched himself out again on the child. This time, the boy sneezed seven times and opened his eyes. Then Elisha summoned Gehazi, called the child's mom. He said, and when she came in, Elisha said, "Here, take your son." She fell at his feet. Bow before him, overwhelmed with gratitude. Then she took her son in her arms and carried him downstairs. My brother and sister, the story of Elijah and Elisha, the woman of Shunem and Elisha, teach us that when we honor the anointing, when we honor somebody like our boss, our manager, our pastor, our shepherd, our husband, or people around us. We give them honor. We show honor. We show respect, gifts, service, encouraging words, whatever we can do to bless those peoples. We will eventually reap. God will open heaven and give us honor, blessing, favor, and anointing. Let us be generous giver. Let us sow the seed of goodness to other people. Let us pray. Father, thank you so much that we learned the story of Elijah and Elisha. We thank you, Lord, that we can see that Elijah did not just get the favor that Elijah had, but he received a double portion of the anointing. Lord, help us to find the people with whom we should connect and help them to find us as well, so that we have the favor connection. Anointing connection, and we can honor those people, Lord. I believe, Lord, that the honor that we show them will come back to us, Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. God bless you, and I believe you're going to put this teaching into practice from now on. Honor people, love people, give to people, serve people, help people around you that God put into your connection. God bless you. I hope to see you in other teachings in this series. 
We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. 